the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Why are the women at ESPN putting up with this? I don't know. Riley, your thoughts. I have no idea why the women are putting up with this. I don't understand. It's like they don't see the irony of celebrating a man during National or, uh, Women's History Month. How are these women okay with it? And it begs the question, where are the feminists? Where are the women? Where is the group who wore the pink hats, who wanted to empower women, real women? Um, I, I, I can't even answer that. I, I will say, though, that I just admire Sage Shield, who's an ESPN reporter. She does Sports Center, I believe. And she stood up to this and she said, this is wild. This is wrong. She recognizes the differences between men and wo- uh, men and women and why it's unfair and harmful for women to have men in women's sports and in our locker rooms. I want to read your tweet. You said Leah Thomas is not a brave, courageous woman who earned a national title. He is an arrogant cheat, amen, who stole a national title from a hardworking, deserving woman. The NCAA is responsible. If I was a woman working at ESPN, I would walk out your spineless. Elaborate more. Well, a lot of people, obviously, even the SPN, as we've seen, universities, large organizations, um, the media, they like to deem Thomas as a courageous, brave woman. How, one, is Leah Thomas courageous or brave? I think Leah Thomas is a coward. Yes. I think Leah is selfish and showed utter disregard towards women, towards our privacy, towards our safety, towards our feelings, our fairness, our opportunities. There was no regard for that. Yet they expect us to be kind to them and be respectful to them. To me, respect is something that's earned. Um, Leah Thomas did not earn my respect by any means. And so I wanted to add the piece in there about the NCAA being responsible because, you know, and, and I do think Leah Thomas is selfish. I think Leah Thomas, like I mentioned, had no regard for us as female athletes. But it's not Thomas's fault. Thomas was following the guidelines that the NCAA put in place. And so I think it's crucial to acknowledge that the NCAA is at fault here. Leah Thomas was simply following the rules that allowed this to happen, which were 100% perpetrated by the NCAA. They forced us to participate in Leah Thomas's fetish, um, which included... It has now come out that Leah Thomas is an AGP, which means you are sexually aroused by dressing as a woman. And the NCAA put us in a locker room with someone who gets off on that. Um, So the NCAA is responsible, and I wanted to put that point in there. And ESPN is celebrating that. What what constituency are they trying to to pander to? It's it's really bizarre. And I mean, Disney is already you know letting off a lot of lot of you know employees right now, and so. So Riley, I, I want to just—I'm wondering just kind of the response you're receiving, and what what do your critics say? I, I'm I'm very curious um, because this this should be very simple and very elemental. I mean, you should have been a national champion in swimming, and a man comes in and steals it from you. 
He exposes himself to you in a locker room. He should have been arrested for that, right? For public indecent exposure. That we used to have a country that, that used to exist. Last time we had a dialogue, I said people you would take care of it. That's exactly what I meant is that you would be arrested for exposing yourself. If you just kind of walk into a woman's locker room and expose yourself, that used to be called a crime. Now it's called progress. But I'm curious, what, what, is, what is the response that you receive from people? It's, what do your critics say? overwhelming amount of support. I'm talking about support from all over the political spectrum, which is what makes this, this topic, this issue so interesting. Obviously, we know there are very few things in politics that people can agree on. But this is something... You know, denying man and woman, we can't even define what a woman is. These liberals who, of course, will die on this hill of of being able to define a woman, they see what's at stake here. Um, They see how they're trying to eradicate women um, at the systemic level. And so I have had an overwhelming amount of support from female athletes, from parents, from medical professionals, from coaches, people within the NCAA. There's so much support, which shows me that we are the overwhelming majority in this in this topic which begs the question okay then why are we catering to the minority why are we sacrificing 51 percent of the population at the expense of half a percent of the population i don't know the exact statistic but i can't imagine the trans community makes up more than half a percent of the population so why are we catering to this and it's because that we thought this would be a one-off instance. Um, But people are realizing it's not, and they see the propaganda being pushed, and they're becoming more bold, they're becoming louder, and they're starting to use their voices more. And I really truthfully believe that the tides are about to turn. I I sure hope so. I mean, I'll I'll be honest. I I don't see the backlash that you see, but you're you're kind of more in it than I am. And so – it's very interesting. I want to explore this, and we have you for another topic. If you listen to Thomas, the narcissistic cheats profile there on ESPN, he said, I didn't do this to win. I did this to be happy. And that's really interesting, because since when do we reaccommodate society for your own personal happiness? I'm sure a lot of people would be happier if they could go rob a bank, but it would be theft. It would be wrong. I'm sure some people would be happier if you could walk into women's locker rooms and be like a weird creep, but it would be wrong. But unfortunately, post-1960s liberalism and leftism and the postmodern construct is your individual happiness matters more than societal norms, things that govern fairness. Their idea of justice is their own individual, their own individual, quote unquote, pleasure or happiness. 30 seconds, Riley. I think it's incredibly ironic that Thomas says that he does this for happiness because playing a division one sport, especially at the national level where you're competing for that top spot in the country, never once did swimming ask me if I was happy. You know, do you feel okay? Do you want to jump in the cold water at 4 a.m.? Playing a division one sport is a privilege. It is not a right. It does not go to someone who just wants to do it to be happy. You have to work. You have to earn that spot. And Thomas did not. No cheated and stole. Stay right there, Riley. Uh, Riley, I want to talk about the other examples of men that are stealing championships right now. It's happening across the country, and our society is letting it happen. And our men, who have basically become feminized versions of an infant, just kind of sit and like, well, I guess that's unfair. So Riley, I uh, really enjoy your Twitter feed because you update 
the world and me on how men are continually cheating and stealing championships from women. There was one recently, there was a track championship. Can you tell us about that? It was a state championship, I believe. Yes, this was the state track and field championships in Massachusetts. Um, I'm sure you saw the picture on my Twitter, which mm-hmm. I wish I could show it on here. But oh, I yeah, I'll, I'll get it. I'll, I'll do my best to get it. Keep going, though. Um, but this is a male who competed as a male and finished at the bottom every single time, who has now transitioned to a woman and helped his, t- his team win the state track and field championship. Um, his name is Chloe Barnes. When um, he was doing an interview and when the interviewer asked him, you know, what do you have to say about the people who are in opposition of you competing? Chloe says, just deal with it. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. Which is exactly why I consider Leah Thomas also a narcissist. These people want the world to stop for their own benefit and not thinking about anyone else's feelings, anyone else's safety, anyone else's um, fairness, their privacy, and definitely not the integrity of sports. You look at psychology, women tend to be more agreeable and men tend to be disagreeable. So I look at these pictures of these young ladies that are taking pictures with these cheats afterwards. And it's just not up to, I mean, they just are less likely to say there's anything wrong with it. But honestly, what should have happened is the cheat should have just, you know, ran and everyone else should have just had their, just boycotted it, just sat down, would have been, would have made nationwide headlines. Why is it that women are so... I mean, again, it, this, it's not a fair question. It just really bothers me because it's not as if angry women is anything we're new to, right? I mean, I, angry women come to my events all the time. They scream at conservatives. They scream at their husbands. They scream at Donald Trump. Why are women not angry at men stealing their championships? It's virtue signaling. Um, these people, they, they want to be seen as kind. They want to be seen as inclusive. They want to be seen as welcoming and accepting and tolerant um, and all of those things, but they just haven't realized yet it is not kind to allow a man into a woman's space. It is not kind for me, a 22-year-old, to turn around and see another 22-year-old drop his pants, fully exposed with male genitalia, watching other women undress. That is not kind. That is not inclusive. Um, it's actually exclusive. It's exclusive to the very people that the women's sporting c- category was created to protect. Um, and I, I think it's just a matter of time before people realize that. And, and like I said, I believe more and more people are. Um, but no one wants to ruffle feathers. No one wants to step on toes. But you're exactly right. That's how changes are going to be made. Of course, to be. of course, a legislature is an amazing way to start. Um, these these different states that are passing these bills, that's fantastic. But the easiest way to make impact is to not race, not run, not get on that starting block. But that's a big ask, um, and, and I understand that. But we have to be willing to make sacrifices. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sacrifices, but it's also just why would you want to participate against a cheater? And so is the NCAA, a com- are they just continuing in this direction where – where men can basically steal championships from women. Is that the new position of the NCAA? Yeah, that is. Um, that's exactly what's happening. The NCAA claims there are only 34 trans athletes in the NCAA, but that could not be further from the truth. Um, there are so many athletes. I actually just watched a diving championship, a conference championship where a male was diving against all women. Um, I know of about 10 lacrosse men who are playing on the women's team off the top of my head. But the NCAA, they're essentially in a phasing out approach. What they want is they want no accountability. 
they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to be the ones responsible for anything. So what they're trying to do is phase out and leave it up to sports-specific organizations like World Athletics, who has just now said that um, if you've gone through puberty as a male, you will not compete with the women. So they're, they're looking to phase out the NCAAs. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.